A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You are listening to The Coming Out Tapes, an audio archive of LGBTQ stories. I am your curator, Karis Bradley. Okay, uh, you are listening to The Coming Out Tapes. Um, Today, we are recording from the living room of my mother's house um, in Hawkesbury Upton. Merry Christmas. This is the final episode of season one. and so it seemed fitting that for the final episode, we would do an episode about myself. Obviously, it'd be weird if I interviewed me about how I came out. So my mother has very kindly agreed to be interviewed about how I, I came out to her. So, mother, could you introduce yourself to listeners? Um, I'm Carrie's mother. Uh, my name is Cheryl. What do you do, mother? <laughs> I'm a nurse. What kind of nurse are you? I look after teenagers with cancer. Do you enjoy your job? I love my job. Uh, Okay, so is there anything else that you want to tell the listeners about yourself before we start talking about me? Obviously the important topic. No, I think you're the more important topic. Okay, cool. Um, So, uh, we're going to be talking about how I came out. So, let's set the scene. Uh, First of all, how do you feel about the whole me dating a woman thing? It's fine. It's just like you dating a guy. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. I mean, you've you've known me when I've been dating guys. It's better than when I've been dating a guy, isn't it? Yeah, Michael was lovely, but Amanda's like. Um, true or false? Uh, when I said to you that, um, if, when I asked you if Amanda and I ever split up, would you stay in touch with Amanda? Did you or did you not say yes? Of course, I live, love you both equally. You have to put that into context. Yes, I did say it, but I did say it as a, as a context. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, do you now understand why maybe I, your only daughter, was maybe slightly upset by you saying that? 
Yes, but you're always a little defensive and a bit sensitive to things like that. So that doesn't surprise me. <clears throat> okay. Um, so, do you remember when I first came out to you? Yeah, we picked you up. Well, you'd met us at Heathrow Airport. We'd just come back from Malaysia. And we were just chatting in the car. It was Easter. And I said, how's the love life? And you said, I've started dating someone else. Um, and you sort of gave us a little bit of information. And you said, and she's called Amanda. Um, so you had like, so you'd, you'd flown from Malaysia, they'd lost your luggage, it was like half past midnight, we were in the car, everyone says don't come out in a car, uh, but that was when I did it. Um, so what was your first thought when I said that her name was Amanda? A bit surprised because it hadn't been that long since you'd finished with Michael, it was only sort of seven months, but then nothing you ever do surprises me. Because you're a bit of a free spirit and you do what you want to do. So, on the other flip side of that, no, it didn't surprise me. Um, and uh, what did what was like? What were your first thoughts about me coming out? What would your grandma say? Mm. What were you expecting her to think? Not sure. Because I think they're a bit more liberal-minded than we uh, are led to believe. Um, I would have liked to see your grandpa's face when you told him. I don't think I would have. <laughs> um, okay, so did you, do you think, if you were able to describe your feelings as either positive or negative, how would you describe them? They were a bit ambivalent because you didn't give us an awful lot of information at the time. And again, we were tired and it was late. So as you drip fed a little bit more information, I was quite happy. I think you all, all you want is your children to be happy and content in their relationship. And you seem to be with Amanda, so. So I, I remember a couple of things that implied that you maybe weren't very happy. So I remember we had a conversation in the car where you asked me if I was dating a woman because I thought that it would make me a better feminist. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah. What was the... But that was just me reinforcing that you were in the relationship and for the right reasons and that you were happy. And do you think that you were worried that I was in the relationship for the wrong reasons because I was dating a woman? No, not really. But you wear your heart on your sleeve and you're very outspoken with your, with your beliefs and you are a staunch feminist. And... Um, Sometimes they go hand in hand for the wrong reasons. I'm not saying you did for the wrong reasons, but sometimes they go hand in hand for the wrong reasons. Um, so do you think that... And then there was another time when we were shopping and we were, we were looking at shirts and I tried on a shirt that I really liked and you said, oh, I think it makes you look a bit butch. Hmm. So do you think that I was... A, were you worried at all about... I guess... No, that's, that's just a mum thing, isn't it? That was... Again, that's you being a staunch feminist, isn't it? And taking things out of context rather than you looked very masculine in it and you would never really portray that image. So that was an image that I wasn't used to. That is that is what us staunch feminists do. I know. Take things out of context. Um, I know. Do you remember when we were... So we went on holiday. Uh, we went to the seaside town. Bournemouth. And then... Do you remember that we had an argument on the beach? Yeah. Do you remember what that was about? 
It was the same sort of vein, wasn't it, really? Because uh, Daniel, had, my, my, I have an older brother, and he had just broken up with his girlfriend, and he was teaching Dad about Tinder, and I said, if you need any tips with the ladies, <laughs> then, uh, you can always ask me, because clearly I'm very successful. And then you were in a restaurant, and then you got, I thought, quite angry, and then you were like, you don't have to go on about it all the time. And I thought that that meant that you were a bit uncomfortable with me talking about having a girlfriend. No. And we had that discussion at the time, didn't we? Yes. <laughs> what we're doing is we're revisiting it for <laughs> my <laughs> podcast. I did. Because um, there were other things like uh, when I first started dating Amanda, you when I spoke to you on the phone, you would never ask about her. And I and you would still like you asked me a lot about my ex boyfriend after we had stopped dating and I was now seeing this new person, so I also always thought that that was because you thought that this was maybe a temporary thing or you were kind of hoping that it was. I never hoped that it was a temporary thing. You it, it, again, it goes back to you want your children to be happy and you want them to be doing things for the right reasons. And having just seen you come out of one relationship with a guy. To suddenly be going out with a girl, you want you want that reinforce that that's the right decision for you, and because you don't live at home, that's not something we saw every day, is it? So again, it was just a reinforcement that you were happy and yeah, that you were happy. Do you think that I am happy? Oh, definitely. You like Amanda. Definitely. Is it weird because she's sat in the room right now? Yep. <laughs> but then I would say that even if she wasn't sat in the room, you uh, you complement each other very nicely. Um, so yeah, you make a very nice couple. Um, so I would definitely say that since I've come out, you have become a lot more like aware of LGBT issues and things. Um, and do you think that you care more about that kind of stuff now that you have a LGBT kid? Yeah, I don't think I ever ignored the fact of LGBT issues, but it's different when it's on your doorstep, isn't it? Because you educated all of us in the family um, to sort of the highs and the lows of being in that sort of relationship. Um, but I never thought it was an odd relationship. To me, it's, it's as normal as a heterosexual relationship. Um, I'd like to think that we're better than your average heterosexual relationship. Um, do you, I can't comment on that, can I? Did you know very many uh, people in same-sex couples or openly gay or bisexual people before I came out? Yeah, worked with quite a few. Because of the whole being a nurse thing? Yeah. Well, not necessarily being a nurse, but I think in, in life in general, that you come across same-sex couples. Um, but to me, the ones I've met, it's sort of, that's a normal relationship. It's not a homosexual relationship or a heterosexual relationship. It's just two people who actually love each other and that's, that's normal. Do you think that if I hadn't had that kind of normal relationship, so if instead of having um, just one partner, I had had relationships with lots and lots of different people, all at the same time or like in very quick succession do you think that that would make you think differently about my sexuality yeah because i'd want to know why why the why the flitting around why not 
being able to commit to one person? Was it something that you were looking for that you hadn't found or was that just your lifestyle, which sometimes isn't the healthiest lifestyle, is it? But you, it's not one to criticise, but it's not the healthiest lifestyle. If there was anything uh, that you could do differently based on, like, thinking of all the kind of, like, conversations that we've had since I came out, and also, like, before I came out, so when you were raising me, if there was anything that you would do differently, do you think, can you think of anything? I think some of the conversations we had, I could have explained myself a little bit better, but I think it's a generation thing as well. If you think about our parents' generation, you didn't discuss the fact that you were in a same-sex relationship. And then for my generation, yes, it was, people acknowledged it, but it wasn't exactly talked about. Whereas your generation, you're very much more comfortable with your sexuality and with it, be that with a bloke or a woman. Um, that's really quite positive that you love the person that you love rather than the sex, the sex of the person that you're with. So um, that's quite, that's been quite enlightening um, and quite refreshing really, um, that you fall in love for the right reasons rather than because you need to be with a bloke or with a woman. So that was quite good. Um, I think you've given me an education, um, but in a positive way. You happy that you have a LGBT kid? Yeah, and I'm happy my child is happy within her own skin. But do you think that if I, so like, would you prefer it if I was straight and happy being straight? No, I just prefer you being happy. Um, so, we were obviously, since I told you about Amanda, being quite open about the whole like sexuality thing. Uh, now, you may have noticed in the 18 years that I lived with you and all of the other time that I have not always conformed to the kind of like gender stereotype of a woman. You've never conformed with anything. <laughs> mm, yes. Uh, we have had many an argument over the years of wearing dresses and the like. Um, but I also, so something that we haven't really talked about very much openly is my gender, which is that, um, so there are obviously lots of different ways that you can identify. You can be a cis woman, so um, that's when someone, when they're born, people say that they're a woman because of their genitalia and then they grow up and they identify as a woman. Or you can be a trans woman, which is when people are born, um, people look at their genitalia and don't say that they're a woman, but they identify as a woman. But then there's also this whole like spectrum in between where people are non-binary, so you don't really fit into like either identifying as a man or, or a woman. And over the past like year or so, maybe a bit longer, that's kind of a gender that I've been finding myself more identifying with. So that doesn't mean to say that I'm not a woman, but more that I'm like not a woman all of the time. Does that make sense? Okay. I'm to explain that one a bit. <laughs> Take that as a no. Um, so it's just like I think there are lots of so th there are lots of different ways of being a woman, and there are lots of different like roles that women play. So for example, one of those roles is that I'm your daughter, which is a role that I very strongly identify with. Um, 
but then there's also like other kinds of roles that women have one of them is that like they date men obviously that's one that I don't really identify with um but then there's also like um where like being very feminine which is something that I don't feel very comfortable doing as I say you don't identify with that yeah um and then there's also kind of like there's lots of like different kind of like I don't know I guess maybe scripts that people stick to depending on their gender so like when you're in an office environment and then women start talking about dieting and men start talking about sports and then people kind of like naturally fall into those kind of groups I don't always feel comfortable being in the group with all of the women talking about all of the women's things so that's kind of another bit but then it's also stuff like sometimes when I look in the mirror and then I see like a woman it doesn't really feel like I'm looking at me so it doesn't it doesn't feel like I'm looking at the person that I see myself as even though I know that it's actually like the light reflecting off my face of being you yeah um so sometimes uh I tell people that I'm non-binary and sometimes I ask people to use they them pronouns instead of she her pronouns and I started wearing boxer shorts, um, which were my very snazzy pants that you saw the other day. Uh, and uh, I don't always use the women's bathrooms, though I often do, because um, it's like safer and stuff. Uh, and so there are like a few, and like sometimes I wear men's clothes, but I, it's difficult because I like I don't identify as a man. Like I'm not a man. I know that. Um, and there isn't like there aren't very many ways that you can kind of explore your identity without being like either a woman or a man so the whole like cutting my hair quite short and changing my clothes and that kind of thing is to be a little bit more kind of androgynous y right. and that feels a bit more me does that make more sense yeah i was thinking about this and how to explain it to you and you know we saw everybody loves jamie yeah can you explain to the listeners what that was so every, everyone who loves Jamie was about a 16-year-old who identified as a woman. Well, he identified his female characteristics more than his masculine ones. So he, for his prom, he wanted to wear a dress. And part of his identity was establishing a drag queen persona. Yeah, so that's the... So it was a documentary. And then they made a musical based on that documentary. Um, and we went to see the musical which we all very much enjoyed. We went to see it because mum saw the documentary and was like, I saw this documentary and it was really good. And so um, that's why we went to see the musical. Um, so in the musical, Jamie is not transgender. The person is not identifying as a woman, but they do have this drag character, which is a woman where they like, ex because they have a lot of, so they're like identify as a man, but they're very feminine. Mm -hmm. And I think that's closer in the sense that, like, I am a woman, like, a lot of the time, but then the way that I want to express myself is not in a way that I feel is very woman-like. And sometimes it's easier for me to present myself as someone who doesn't have a gender or ask people to refer to me in a way that means that I don't have a gender than it does as a woman, because it's quite like a confusing space. 
So how do, how do friends and people you've met for maybe the first, for a few times, cope with that when you ask them not to? So it depends, like, what kind of space it's in. So I have, like, lots of friends who, so, like, the people that I perform with, like Anna and, and Oz and, and people like that, so they use they-them pronouns and they've been really good and they've learnt, like, a lot about it. And I think that they see me as that person. Um, there are other people who I've known for longer who, like, are good friends who will still use she-her pronouns because they knew me before I sort of started thinking about this. And I know that they see me as the person that that I want to be in the relationship that I have with them. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. So, like, I, I am not asking you to use they, them pronouns because the relationship that we have is that I'm your daughter. And so in that relationship, I, like, like I, know, I know how to fulfil the, like, gender role because, like, you and... I know that uh, for a lot of my childhood, you did want me to wear very nice dresses. You never wore nice dresses. Uh, there was that one, like, blue one with the poppies on that you really liked. When yeah, I was small enough that you could, like, you force me into it. Um, so, like, but I think you have always been very, um, kind of, like, generous with the way that I could express myself. I mean, you let me be an emo for, like, three or four years, which was very unfortunate. Um, and so I've never really felt, like, pressure to behave in a particular way in order to be your daughter but then that would always make you unhappy if we 
that as parents made you conform to our ideals that always made you unhappy. So it was always not easier, but it's it's always nicer to let you just express and explore who you wanted to be. Yeah, I think because of that, um, I was sort of just able to be myself in that relationship for the most part. And as a result, like I see myself as a woman in that relationship because that word and that like gender definition in terms of me being your daughter um, like doesn't put any constraints on who I am or how I have to like present myself. Whereas in other places, for example, when I'm performing on stage or when I'm in the workplace, that gender stereotype or that like, gender presentation, like it comes with a lot of connotations and I feel very uncomfortable trying to fulfill those connotations as well as doing whatever it is I want to do. So in those spaces, I try to ask people around me and also present less as a woman so that it doesn't come with that box that I already have to fit in. Does that make sense? Yeah, but you, we never fitted you in a box. No. So you had many hats. I did, I, I suit hats. <laughs> so And Auntie Joy always used to buy me them for Christmas. Um, so yes, that's the other kind of, I guess, coming out thing, which I guess is kind of a bit to process what are your, what are your thoughts? Share them aloud. What about you coming out? Yeah. Well, like I said, your generation are a lot more comfortable with your sexuality than we, my generation ever were. And you feel very comfortable in your own skin. As long as people are happy, um, then who are we to judge? Just if somebody makes you happy, does it matter if you're their male or female? And my answer to that would be no. Life's too short. You have to make the most of the relationships you have. So, and Amanda makes you very happy. So, I can't fault that, can I? And then, in terms of the gender stuff that we just talked about, then that's your identity. That's who you are. And again, that makes you happy. You have to be comfortable with who you are. Um, are you comfortable with me being a person who doesn't shave their armpits? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> Because I feel like you care about that more than, like, the dating a woman thing. No, it's ju it just depends. And I think that's more about other people's opinions of you, and I shouldn't really, I shouldn't really worry about what other people think about you, because it's our relationship that counts. Um, but your armpits are gross sometimes. <laughs> you did let me shave them once. I did, yeah, it was very painful. Not like physically painful, but emotionally painful. Particularly seeing the amount of glee that you had. But then sometimes the occasion dictates it, doesn't it? We, but then it shouldn't. So I don't know why that would work, get me worked up. But uh, yeah, you're comfortable in your own skin and you need to embrace that and enjoy that because not many people get that luxury. They don't. Takes people a long time to feel comfortable in their own skin. I think it's taken me a long time. Yeah, but not now. as long as some. <clears throat> yeah, that is that's fair. And some people never really attain that, do they? No. Do you think you're comfortable in your own skin? Yeah, I am comfortable in my own skin. 
Yeah. And that's taken me a long time. Mm. I, you can't stick your tongue out, Mum. It's a podcast. People can't see that you're doing it. That's why I had you do it. Um, okay. Is there anything else that you would like to say? No, I think we've covered most things. I think... I think you, your initial impression was that we would be very uncomfortable with it and I hope we surprised you with our sort of uh, more liberal sort of approach. I was but, actually a bit surprised, yeah. But we're not going to change you, we love you as you are so we're n- and we're not going to change you. You are who you are and you've embraced everything that you've done. Um, so, yeah. There's no part of me that you would like to change? Your hairy armpits. <laughs> no part of my personality that you would like to change to have less personal attacks on my physical appearance? <laughs> no. No, because you are who you are and that's... If you try to change people, then they're not true to themselves and you're not true to them. So trying to change you would... I wouldn't have the caries that I've got, would I? No. No, you're not. Well, there we go. Uh, so that's the final episode of the season with uh, Cheryl Bradley, long-time listener, first-time interviewee. Mm. You a fan of the podcast? Yeah. Not as bad as or as intimidating as I thought. The questions that I was expecting, the awkward ones weren't there. What questions were you expecting? I don't know. I thought you would put me on the spot a bit more. I tried. <laughs> it's too cool for school Mm. um so yeah uh this is the last episode of season one and then uh, we've got really big plans for season two um so hopefully if i can pull everything off that i'm hoping to um that will be hitting your ears in the new year Uh, well actually this will be released in the new year so later in this year um so please stay tuned for that uh merry christmas Do you want to say goodbye? Bye bye. (laughs) Um, Thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you've been listening to me, Karis Bradley. I'd like to say a couple of thank yous to the other people who've worked on this project. So Alex Lathbridge, who has helped with the hosting of the podcast and also the compiling of, of the music that you've heard um, and to Scary Boots for creating our incredible artwork. Please subscribe, review, tell your friends, spread the word. Um, and if you want to get involved and be interviewed on the podcast, then there's a link um on the website and in the bio of our our Twitter. So there's a little form that you can fill out. I hope you have a lovely day. Currently, my mother is giving me tips on how to record a podcast because I wasn't (laughs) asking the correct questions. So I apologise if this was not hard-hitting, Paxman-esque, as Amanda describes it, interview. I said you were not Paxman-esque. Yes, I I know that you said I was not Paxman-esque. That's what I'm saying. If you were hoping for Paxman-esque style interviews we're just we've had we're on the gin you need a more intransigent interviewee to be a good practiceman Kellis. could you explain intran intransigent i don't stop using big words
<laughs> Mum says stop using big words. <laughs> like a more stubborn interviewee. Okay. And then you can do the asking the same question 12 times thing. Not an interviewee. And then everyone will hate you. Just like, maybe I should have explained things better. Yeah, exactly. And then it all would have been fine. I love you for who you are. Yeah. Like, I do appreciate the unconditional love and the support that I've had during my childhood, but it does not make good podcasting. And this was meant to win me awards. So actually, <laughs> terrible mother. That's what we've got. Well, it gives you a clear theme for your podcast, doesn't it? All about love. Yeah. It can be the theme. Yeah. Mm. Nice stuff. Most... Oh, wait, hang on a second. We've only got the two microwaves. Uh, mic- microwaves. We've only got the two microphones. We've got to share this extra bonus content. <laughs> I think most parents love their children unconditionally. There's very few parents who don't. And you came out in in a way where, yes, you put us on the spot, but you didn't give us time to think about it and the connotations that that had. So the only thing we could do was tell you how much we love you, and that was fine. I thought that I gave you lots of time because I came out and then I fucked off back to London. Yeah, but we had a few days with you to think about it. Yeah, that is true. A few days for both of you to tell me that you didn't want me to tell my grandmothers. No, we told you to think about how you told oh, your grandmothers. There was, there was one thing. No, no, no. Dad explicitly told me not to tell uh, Nan. And then he went and told her himself incorrectly. Um... The thing that I want to say was, so the like I came out to you in the like March of that year, and then obviously Christmas is a thing that happens in December in this country, and um, I remember when we were planning Christmas because we were going to go to Dad's brothers, and you phoned me in like the end of November, early December tell me that my aunt had phoned you to say that dad had, <laughs> dad had phoned her or phoned his brother and told them that I had a girlfriend and then she phoned you to say I've just heard that Karis has a girlfriend are you okay um and then you phoned me to say your aunt just phoned me um and like part of it was was nice because you were like are you okay and, and I and you were saying that you were like of, of course I'm okay why why would I not be okay with this then the other part of it was you saying your dad has like told people because I remember you being very much like let's not tell people and then dad being very much like every person that he met in the street being like oh Keris is gay now and then I don't think I don't think it's it that was that I didn't want to tell people it was more that it wasn't my place to tell it's like it's like I didn't I didn't go around telling everyone Daniel had a girlfriend Daniel told people himself and that's that's your privilege to do isn't it it's not my place to announce my daughter's gay the whole point of you coming out is that you do it in your own time to the people that you want to within that time frame so that's it wasn't a hidden secret by any shape forms or mean because yeah i would quite happily have told people but that's your privilege because you you um, came out to your dad and I in the car and to your brother when you were ready um, to tell us. So you have to do things in your own time. That's not for me to dictate the pace of who you tell and when, is it? 
So I just have to add an asterisk that it's bisexual, not gay. And I have to do this because I'm taking a show to Edinburgh called The Unfortunate Bisexual. So I need to <laughs> stop, stop telling my people that I'm gay, even when it's easier. Yeah, um, and also you had, you had not, you had sort of a year previously been going out with a guy. So how did you actually, how do you actually, if you want to put that foot term in, label yourself you know what do you align yourself with do you align yourself with bisexual or gay or what that's for you to put your own label on it that's not for me or anyone else to do so i was quite happy for you to do that in your own time um i think this is one of those things where like there was something lost in translation because and potentially this was just me projecting that you weren't going to be happy with me coming out because the way that you're explaining a lot of these experiences from my side it really did feel like you didn't want me to tell people because you were embarrassed or you thought that it was a temporary thing so you were going to have to go through all of the like admin of having a child who has come out and then they're not out anymore but then that's a life experience isn't it and you know none of us can tell what will happen five years ten years 20 years down the line um so you know you might change your minds 20 years down the line i don't see it but you might do so I've labelled you, I've put you into a category where I don't necessarily need to and I don't like putting people into categories. You categorise yourself. Um, so yeah, you needed to do and tell people in your own time that wasn't my gift. That was your gift of giving that information to people. So yeah. But can you think maybe of how like... You, you, you explained to me. Yeah, you have explained to me that you saw you you had a different perspective on that, and maybe that was just again we didn't communicate. Distance can help. Distance was a problem with that. Uh, you know, we didn't have conversations as frequently as we do now. So yeah, didn't record our conversations back then either, so we can't even check the tapes. No, no, this might come back to haunt me. <laughs> <coughs> there we go. Was that Pas Paxman esque enough? Well, again, into well again, you just got a very reasonable response, didn't you? So you can kind of yeah. yeah. So. But you're not going to get anything. Than a, <laughs> you're not going to get anything other than a reasonable response in the sense that yeah. can you not just pretend? Like <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I can't dream up controversy for you when there wasn't any because <sighs> it's going to be lovely. Yeah, lovely. it's going to be really it's nice. Hot, warming Christmas episode, mate. That's what you've got. Yeah. <laughs> But you, you were never going to get controversy out of me because I've always loved you unconditionally for who you are. Except for the armpits. Except for the armpits. Uh, yeah. But we're going to agree to disagree on that, which we're allowed to do. Okay. You could turn it around. You could say something that you don't like about me. It'd be your, like, I, I'd... <sighs> it's disappointing that you're cisgender and heterosexual. I obviously, like... No, mm. got nothing. Um, and you're cool with the gender sh stuff. Yeah, and it, and it's lovely being sort of things like when we have our girly weekends when I come up to London, mm. 
sort of being embraced by your friends and sort of seeing a different perspective on life. It's, you know, your friends have made me feel very welcome. I see a different side of you that I don't see when you're at home. Cool side. Fun side. Fun side. <laughs> Fun side. Gin drinking your cheese own eating side. Said that you're cool. <laughs> But, you know, your, fr- your friends have embraced me coming, you know, we have little stories about what you were like as a child. Yeah, and... I love that. I love it when you share about my Our childhood. friends bloody love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And again, they accept me for who I am. I'm Keris's mum um, in a group of girls that prefer girls. That's fine. <clears throat> yes. Yes, they do all. Yeah. But then, like, the specifically the non-binary gender stuff that we talked about. Uh, is that sitting with you comfortably? It is, but I don't think I fully understand it. I don't I... think that people can't hear you because you're holding the microphone under your boob. Sorry. <laughs> it's the wrong place to hold it. Um, I don't think I fully understand it, but I feel I have a vast understanding of you and who you are. Um, and that's more important, I think. And actually, again, do I need to put a label on it? No. No, but if you do think of one that you think is accurate, if you could let me know, because I don't have one yet, that would be, so it would be be helpful for me. You're a Keris. I, I am a Keris. It's not a gender, though, I checked. Yeah. You're just a strong, independent woman who knows her own mind and what she wants and how to get from A to Z in the way that you want to. The, I think I was with you up until the bit about directions. And then you don't take any prisoners. Yeah, that's also accurate. I strongly disagree with the prison system, so... And you, you've changed my approach. I think my approach is a lot more liberal now. Um, but that comes with understanding, so knowledge is power on that score, isn't it? So you've given me an education. Hmm. Okay, we will end it there. No more bonus material. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 